Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. The Chevrolet program starring Jack Benny with Frank Black's orchestra. The orchestra opens the program with Tony's wife. my friends, the newest good news from Chevrolet. Well, talk about business being good. Just listen to this. Instead of sales going down, as car sales usually do at the end of the spring selling season, Chevrolet sales are still going up and up, way ahead of the same period in May, way ahead of the sales a year ago. Over 20,000 Chevrolets were delivered at retail the first 10 days of June. This is the first time since 1927 that sales in June have exceeded those in May. Every minute, night and day, someone is buying a Chevrolet. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's the same old story, isn't it? You just can't keep the best car from leading, especially when that car has a Fisher hardwood and steel body, Fisher no-draft ventilation, a starterator, synchro mesh, freewheeling, the most economical engine in a low-priced car, and especially when it sells for as little as $445 FOB factory. <laughs> Again, this is Jack Benny, the Earth Galloper, coming to you with all the late news events through the courtesy of, now get this, folks, through the courtesy of, I bought her a sandwich, so she ate it, press. Boy, am I hot tonight. So she ate it, press. Did you get that, Mary? Yes, and I'm going to get rid of it, too. Mm, I see. I don't know. I kind of liked it. So she ate it, press. Get it, Melvin? No, what is it? It's a joke. Oh, pardon me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, I'll start all over again, folks. Hello again, this is Jack Benny, the Earth Galloper, coming to you through the courtesy of the Daily Exterminator. All the news that splits the print. Here they are, okay, let's go. A little late with the court, but it's okay. Washington, D.C. Huh? President Roosevelt takes two weeks vacation, which will end June 30th. Vice President Garner's vacation will end in 1936. <laughs> Paris, France. Russian prince wed five and ten cent store heiress. 
To keep the money in the family, he buys the ring in her store. <laughs> New York, New York. Jack Sharkey will fight Primo Carnera at Madison Square Bowl. When interviewed, Sharkey claimed he will not be able to hit high enough to foul Carnera. <laughs> Fountain Lakes, New Jersey. Carnera training here with King Kong. <laughs> During brief workout, one of Carnera's legs was found in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Cincinnati, Ohio. Man finds alcohol in 3.2 beer and is given key to the city. <laughs> Highland, New Jersey. Nudis Connolly discovered here. During cold spell last week, nudists were seen wrapped in cellophane. Prosperity News, Detroit, Michigan. Big industries raise employees' wages 10%. When do I get a raise, Jack? When we're in Detroit, Mary. <laughs> Hollywood, California. Roller skating fad hits Hollywood. Greta Garbo given ticket for parking her skates in front of a hydrant. <laughs> London, England. Nations meet here to pay United States war debt. Poland acknowledges her debt in silver and sends us four dimes and a quarter. Finland sends us a fin. Belgium gives us two brass rings from a merry-go-round. And France gives us Chevalier. And Chevrolet gives you the biggest value for your money in the low-price field. But, Howard, but I mean, nothing. The Chevrolet has the Fisher no draft. I know that, Howard. I know and that. And every I mean... 40 seconds of the day, <laughs> someone buys a Chevrolet. Play, boys, play. There's no use arguing with Howard. <laughs> Frank would make those orchestra boys shave. Really. 
You know, folks, I never saw so many beards in one orchestra. <laughs> no, really, I, mean, I don't know how they get their saxophones in their mouths. I'm not kidding, huh? Jack, Jack. Yes, Mary? Look at these. Aren't they beautiful? Why, Mary, what are you doing with all those flowers? Well, it's my birthday today, Jack. Oh, yes. Yeah, I nearly forgot. And, th and thanks for the card. Did you like the card I sent you, Mary? Yes, but my name isn't Easter. Well, I happen to... Uh, Mary, I happen to have one left over, you know. I... Well, that's all right. What are you giving me for a present? Well, let's see, Mary. How old are you today? Twenty-one. Twenty-one. I'll say, I've got a great idea. It's too late to buy you something, but I'll, I'll give you a dollar for each year. See, here it is. Now, five, ten, twenty... Twenty-one. Well, that's awfully nice of you, Jack. And, gee, are you lucky. Why? Well, if I told you my right age, you'd owe me six dollars more. <laughs> Mary, make believe you're 16 and give me back five dollars, would it? Well, folks, you can never tell a person's age. I don't know, a man is as old as he looks and a woman is as old as she likes. So congratulations, Mary. Thanks, Howard. Now, here are a couple of little remembrances. Gee, a ring and a book, thanks. What a pretty ring. But what's the book all about? Well, that's to keep up the payments on the ring. <laughs> I gave him that joke, folks. You know, live and let live, you know. <laughs> Mary, I want to congratulate you, too. I want to give you... Yes, Jimmy? My very best wishes. Ah. Uh... Well, anyway, Mary, you don't have to keep up the payments on that, you know. <laughs> Say, I bet you got a lot of nice telegrams today, huh? Yes, and birthday cards, too. Do you want me to read some to you? Go ahead. You will, anyway. I mean... Well, here's one I got from Howard. It says, uh, Happy birthday, I must say. May many more come by your way. Because every minute of the day, someone, someone buys, buys a Chevrolet. Chevrolet. Yes, that's a wonderful <laughs> It's a wonderful thought on Howard's part. I knew he'd get that in. Oh, here's another card, Jack. Another card? Read it. Read it, Mary. Uh, it says, uh, Happy birthday to the sweetest and fairest girl in all the world. Who sent that? I did. You did? <laughs> yes, no one knows me like I do. <laughs> I see. Mary, this being your birthday, really, why don't you do something? I mean, now tell us something about your life. I mean, I think everybody here in the studio would like to know something. Yeah. Well, I was born in Plainfield, New Jersey, on a very dark day. Mm -hmm. At first, I didn't know what it was all about. Uh -huh. And before I knew what had happened, I was five years old. How time flies. <laughs> yes, now on my fifth birthday, I said to myself, Took Plainfield. Plainfield isn't big enough for you, so I went to Elizabeth. Elizabeth, New Jersey? No, my Aunt Elizabeth. Oh. Okay. But there was nothing there for me, so I went to Trenton. Oh, your Uncle Trenton? No, Trenton, New Jersey. Oh, well, I'm all mixed up. I don't know. At Trenton, things were kind of dull, so I came back to Plainfield and stayed there until I was sick. Uh-huh. And was I sick. <laughs> In fact, the doctor told me I would never reach seven. How time flies. Mm -hmm. But seven o'clock came and then eight, and I ate and ate and ate until I was nine. Until you were nine, I see. And then, and then what happened, huh? Then ten came along and we started our program. So here I am and it's only ten fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that all, Mary? Yes, that's all. Applaud everybody. <laughs> very good. That was very good, huh? That was very interesting, Mary. And now James Melton will sing Roses of Picardy. By the way, Jimmy... When did you first start to sing? Well, uh, you know, I was born in Georgia, mm -hmm. and when I was five years old, I said to myself, Cut, this state is too small, too small for you. <laughs> so I came to New York and took singing lessons. Well, that's interesting, really, that is. Huh? Yes, I know. Well, really? tell me, Jack, uh, when did you first become a master of ceremony? Well, Jimmy, I was born in the United States, you see. And when I was five years old, I said to myself, Tootsie? <laughs> I said, Tip, this world is too small for you. Why don't you get out of it? 
I will, Jimmy. Give me time, will you? I want to say, play, toots, or boys, play, will you? Play. He's walking by the poplar, holding earth with a sea blue eyes. He's watching and longing and waiting where the long white road will lie. And the sun turns in the silence as the wind in the bar. She listens and stands and trembles. Is the first little song of love. Roses are shining in Picardy. In the hush of the silver dew, roses are falling in Picardy, but there's never a rose like you, and the roses will die with. singing Roses of Picardy, dedicated to the American Legion who will meet at their greatest of conventions in Chicago on October 2nd. Hooray! Don't worry, folks. Don't worry about all this noise. It's just a little banquet we're having here tonight. You know, this is our last program until the fall, and we're all celebrating. 
What a crowd, what gowns, what wraps, and what sap. Everybody's here, and they're all in evening clothes. Ah, ah, what celebrities. Hmm, how do you do, Miss Garbo? Sit right here next to Howard Claney. Huh? I want to be alone. Don't worry, you will be. Huh? Now, look at Clark Gable. How are you, Clark? Fine, Jack. I want to congratulate you on going off the air tonight. Mm. Now, pass that up, I see. We're going to have a lot of music and entertainment tonight, Clark. Will you listen? I'm all ears. That was Clark Gable, folks. Clark Gable. Sit right here. Just throw that bundle down that you have in your arms. Huh? What bundle? That's Joan Crawford. Oh, pardon me. I pardon me. I'm sorry. And who's this? Hey, wait a minute, mister. Wait a minute. You can't come in here without an invitation. This is a private affair. What's your name, sir? Marlene Dietrich. Oh, Marlene. Well, well, come right in. Uh, Will we have a good time here tonight? It all depends on you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought that was good. That was awfully good. Uh, what merriment, huh? Oh, waiter, waiter. Waiter, I'm Jack Benny. Oh, pardon me. Now, here they keep coming. Jack Pearl, Eddie Cantor, Chevalier, Ben Burney, Phil Baker, Bert Lahr. Mary, set the table and serve the food as soon as possible, yes? Jack, we have no tablecloth. No tablecloth? No. What are we going to do? Oh, here comes Mahatma Gandhi. We're saved. <laughs> Take your coat, Mahatma. Yes. Mary, here's your tablecloth. Uh, where am I going to sit? Behind that screen. You're fasting anyway, you know. Say, Howard. Howard, look at all those cars parked out in front of this building. And they're all Chevrolet. You said it. Little music, boys. Come on, let's liven up the party. Serve the soup, garçon. Oi, oi. Oi, oi. You mean wee, oui, wee. Oui. Some French waiter we got here. Play, boys. Come on, play. Let's get the party
up here tonight, boy, and what a dinner. I don't know how the meal is coming over the air, but it certainly sounds fine here. Huh? Mary, Mary, pass the asparagus. Where is it? Right in front of you. Those are my gloves. Well, keep them off the table, will you? <laughs> I want everybody to have a good time. Pitch right into the food. How are you doing, Miss Garbo? Fine. Hey, thank you. Stay here. Well, that's a compliment, huh? What did you order, Mr. Chevalier? I ordered a steak a long time ago. Well, I'll see that you get it. How would you like your steak? Not today, not tomorrow, but right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how about a song, Maurice? Yeah, come on, give us a song, Maurice. No, 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 I don't feel like oh, singing. Come on, Chevy, just one number. All right. Every bird has every poodle has a mate in the park in Paris in the spring. Every bird, every fish seems to get his every wish in the park in Paris in the spring. Imagine, folks, every minute of the day, someone falls for Chevalier. <laughs> oh, Jack, Jack. What is it, Ed? <laughs> I must tell you a joke. This is going to kill you. Hmm? Gee, I wish I were here. Go ahead, Kitty, go ahead and tell the joke. <laughs> a, man, a man walks into a barbershop uh, and he's going to shave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You fall down the stairs. I imagine I will, yes. <laughs> a man walks into a barbershop to get a shave. So... How <laughs> Edwin has changed. Well, <laughs> well, anyway, when the barber got through shaving him, he uh -huh. said to his customer, yeah. is that a red tie you're wearing? Uh -huh. as, the, uh -huh. as the customer said, no. So the barber said, uh -huh. <laughs> yeah. well, then I must have cut your throat. <laughs> <laughs> I know you wouldn't get it. Oh, <laughs> Oh, Mr. Binney, Mr. Binney, what will I serve now? Serve the breaded veal chop, Bridget. Huh? We have no veal chop. Well, then just serve the bread, you know. Anyway, I think we ought to have a little entertainment. What do you say? from Mary Living. That's right, a few words from Mary. Come on, Mary, say something. Yeah, what do you say? Come on, Mary. Come on, Mary. Mary Living. Mary Living. Well, folks, this is certainly a surprise for me. So I only rehearsed two days. That's all right, Mary. So just, just, make, just make a little speech, you know. Well, I was born in Plainfield, New Jersey, on a very dark day. When I was five years old, I said to myself, Cook. And now that we've heard, now that we've heard from Mary Livingston, let's hear from that great artist sitting right here at this table, Freddie Allen. Hooray! Get Freddie Allen. Come on, what do you got? What do you got to say, Freddie? Hello, folks. All I want to say is that I'm enjoying the banquet here tonight very much. It was only a one-course dinner. Then all I have at night is coffee anyway. But if you have no coffee, we're all even. <laughs> say, Freddie. Freddie, didn't Walter Winston show up tonight? Sure, there he is, sitting over there on the corner. Well, well, let's hear from that great psychic, a man that gives you past performances of lovers the same as you get on horses. The one and only Walter Winslow. Okay, Walter. Okay, America. Let's go. Flash. There is no truth to report that Dickie Moore is that way about lollipops. When grilled, he said it was ice cream cones, and they will be melted in June. Flash. You can sit right down any time now, Walter. <laughs> I get it. This is Mrs. Winslow's little boy, Walter, signing off. Hello, little boy. Please want to come up sometime. <laughs> you know. <laughs> you know why. Why? Because potatoes are cheaper and cribs are much cheaper. Oh, no. Now, wait a, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Are you Winchell or Candor? Who are you? What's oh, it makes no difference to me. I can do them all. Quiet. You're crabbing the program. Mr. Mm -hmm. Vinny, what do you want me to serve now? The strawberry shortcake. Ah, uh, sure, and we have no strawberry shortcake. Well, what have you got in the kitchen? Roaches. Well, never mind. I'll tell a story. <laughs> it's a fine thing to bring up at a banquet. That's certainly swell, eh? Fine.
<laughs> hey, Jack, how about a word or two from Al Smith? Al Smith! That's right. Come on. Al Smith. Okay, Al Smith. Huh? Mr. Chairman, all I can say is that I'm having a great time up here tonight. And I'm glad that I was invited. I've been listening to the radio for a long time. <laughs> and I'm happy to be here on this radio program because I like the radio. Well, Al, Al, wait a minute. Al, do you ever listen to the radio? I like that, too. You do, eh? Well, listen. Now, what do you think of the Chevrolet? It's the finest car on the market. Well, don't get sore about it. What's the idea? Just, just say so, you know. No, I wouldn't get angry. Say, how about a song? How about a song for Rudy Valley? That's right, Al. Let's hear it right Rudy, Rudy Valley. Certainly, Rudy Valley. Hey, we want Valley. Rudy Valley. I owe everybody. What's that? I owe everybody. What, with your salary? Oh, Rudy, surprise. I owe everybody. This is Rudy Valley contradicting Horace Greeley. Greeley said, go west, young man, but I must rave about the east. <laughs> Our guest star tonight will be yours truly singing, Your Time is My Time. Your time is my time. Your time is my time. There's no time like our time. And no one like you. Hey, Jack, I'm afraid we'll have to stop the banquet. It's 10.25. All right, Howard, let's turn out the guests and go to bed. Uh, but before we go, I want everybody to meet these celebrities. Ladies and gentlemen of the radio audience, I would like to introduce to you Mr. Johnny Woods, the young man who imitated all these different stars. Give him a nice day, Mr. Johnny Woods. Okay, let's have a little music now. Let us welcome a little music. Playboys, play. my friends, be sure to look to the body. And when you do, just bear in mind the one big thing about bodies that repeated tests and experiment and experience have all combined to prove. In a motor car body, steel alone is not enough. Neither strong enough, nor quiet enough, nor durable enough to give you the safety and satisfaction you're entitled to in a body today. Steel alone buckles. Steel alone rumbles. But, and here's why Chevrolet bodies are so much safer and better, when you take a steel body and add to it the supporting strength and solidity of tough, staunchly braced hardwood, there's a real body. There's the safest, quietest, most durable type in the world, the kind that Chevrolet alone gives you in a car of lowest price. Every manufacturer of motor cars selling above $1,000, with only one exception, uses bodies of steel plus hardwood. Even some manufacturers who use only steel in the bodies of their lowest price cars use hardwood plus steel in their highest price lines, thus conceding that 
feel alone is not enough. No, it's not enough for the body of a quality car like the safe, quiet, dependable Chevrolet. Ladies and gentlemen, this program concludes the present series of Chevrolet broadcasts starring Jack Benny. Next fall, Chevrolet will again have the pleasure of bringing Jack Benny to you over the air in another series of Chevrolet programs. So until next fall, Chevrolet bids you good night and goodbye. That was the last number of the last Chevrolet program until the fall. We'll be back again in October, and I hope you will all listen in again. But I just want to say goodbye until then. I hope you will all have a very, very happy summer. Say, Jimmy, uh, Jimmy, wouldn't you like to say goodbye to the folks? Oh, sure, I would. Goodbye, everybody. So long, Jack. Certainly enjoyed being with you on this program. Thanks. Oh, by the way, Jimmy, I borrowed $7 from you the first week we were together, remember? Yeah, that, that, that's all right, though, Jack. Don't worry about it. Well, I was just thinking that if you could let me have three more, I'll give you back $10 this fall. You know, you know when things get a little better. You all know, right, I'll Okay. Hey, Jack, I'd like to say a word, too, if you don't mind. All right, Howard. Yes. Goodbye, everybody. And, Jack, I also want to tell you how much I've enjoyed being on this program. I think you're a swell fellow. Well, thanks, Howard. I think you're great. Thanks. In fact, I think you're the most economical guy in the low-priced field. I know that was coming, Howard. I know. Oh, Mary. Yes, Jack. And, Mary, wouldn't you like to say goodbye to the folks? Goodbye, folks. See you again sometime. What are you going to do this summer, Mary? Oh, oh, I'll be busy. I have a long Christmas list to make out, and I might as well get it over with. Oh, I see. Well, let's go, Mary. Oh, just a minute, folks. There's somebody else who wants to say goodbye. <laughs> oh, you, Mr. X. Where did that come from? Well, I was just looking over last week's program. How time flies. Well, good night, folks. <laughs> Broadcasting Company.